0: Ice forms, ice melts. On large lakes, the ice moans and creaks. In my freezer, the ice screams. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. When severe winter weather comes tearing across the countryside, I find that most folks prefer to cash themselves away in their homes. Coffee mug in hand, slippers on feet, perhaps even with a quintessential staunch, disapproving grimace at the wintry scene wilted across their faces. This is not how I experience life after a nor'easter backs up in my dooryard, or a deep arctic freeze stretches down from Canada and settles on us for a few days. Not in the least. Perhaps you remember that scene from Tim Burton's classic, The Nightmare Before Christmas, when Jack Skellington first experiences so much snow? With childish wonder, awe, and amazement, he struts around the wintry scene singing, What's this? That is more aligned to how I experience extreme winter weather, because in these moments, you never know what spectacular natural wonders you may find. Recently, there was a fleeting arctic weather pattern that slipped across where I was visiting in southern New England and resulted in some of the most fantastic hoarfrost I've ever seen accumulating on twig and leaf. Perhaps you recall this storm from not too long ago? There was plenty of rain for sure, but the winds were what took us all off guard. Matched with the king tide, that wind tossed up waves that engulfed roads, beaches, and shorelines. Winds that toppled trees and threw our corner of New England into darkness for a few electricity-free days. I had escaped to visit family in southern New England just as the storm was building. The weather report was calling for this warm, rainy weather to break as an arctic air mass descended upon the whole region. But whereas my home in down East Maine slipped into the 20s, I found myself in Connecticut bundling up to go on a hike with my folks on a bluebird day with the thermometer reading a balmy 6 degrees Fahrenheit. The trail through the oak and sweet birch woodland was all iced up from the rain the previous day. Puddles had frozen over, and the only liquid water to be found was a stream that ran through the preserve and the occasional spring seep that would spill a liquid trickle of soil warm water across the duffy forest floor. After a little way, we came across a pool on a small creek over which the preserve managers had built a small bridge. In the pool of liquid water were twigs and leaves, some submerged and others exposed to the air just above the liquid water. Had I not gone out on that hike that frigid day, I never would have seen perfect feathery fronds of hoarfrost lining every twig and leaf that emerged from the pool. Hoarfrost is one of those technical terms that is often used incorrectly. Typically, hoarfrost, spelled H-O-A-R, forms when we have freezing cold temperatures, still cloudless weather, and the temperature slides far below the dew point. This alignment of environmental conditions allows the water vapor that is in the air to supercool far below the freezing point and deposit on solid objects like those leaves and sticks. Note that most typically a gaseous water vapor tends to first condense to form liquid water before freezing to form ice. When water skips that liquid phase and instantly transitions from a gas to a solid, that is known as deposition. And because this happens at a molecule by molecule rate, the minuscule electrostatic charge that gives water its surface tension causes the resulting hoarfrost to form elegant white fractal patterned crystals that look like ferns or feathers. Clearly the night had been cold, but what was noteworthy was that it was only in the few inches above this pool where there was just the right amount of moisture forming just the correct blend of atmospheric conditions to support the formation of hoarfrost. So the next time there is an intense freeze or a big snowfall, you might try getting out for a hike to see what wonders you may come across. But before you do so, make sure it is safe to travel and that you are dressed appropriately for the conditions. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.